0: action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now we are a proud member of the 143 podcast network the Cheers to Comics podcast is proudly affiliated with nsclivetv.com. That's No Signal Comics. nsclivetv.com. Find the Cheers to Comics podcast on channel 34 of nsclivetv.com. No Signal Comics. The best in auction action. Well, hello again. Welcome back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I am your host Brian Wayne, and this is trade negotiations. This week, I will be going over uh, the good book—a good book, not the good book. The good book will be mentioned, um, not just a good book, a great book. Are you confused yet? <laughs> Uh, yes, I will be talking about some Jesus. Jesus Christ, you probably uh, know somebody that's going to be offended by this book or me talking about it specifically. Um, very heavy religious uh, situation going on here. Second Coming. Second Coming is the book uh, done by Mark Russell, Richard Pace, and Leonard Kirk. Now, before I dive into this book, I gotta get a little bit of a history here. A little bit of a history. And, uh, th- th- this book is. It's. <laughs> these creators have received death threats because of this book, uh, well before it even came out. Originally, it was supposed to be published by DC. DC got all types of, uh, hate mail and just washed their hands of it. And luckily for Mark Russell, he uh, he was able to retain ownership of the property, so DC was cool about that. They could have easily just said, no, this is ours, and we're just never going to publish it. Peace, Mark Russell. Here's your Here's your little check. Well, instead, because Mark Russell took it over to a little place called Ahoy Comics, he was able to have much more creative freedom with it. And uh, with that, by that I mean drawing dicks, and what uh, DC learn their learn their lesson drawing dicks. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, here we have a home, and we have our first six issue arc. And goddamn, goddamn, is this book good? And I can't, I can't wait to get into it. But first, I got to tell you how. How you support this podcast and you do that by supporting those that support this podcast already and those are my sponsors my sponsors include Hooked on Comics I know right now it could be tough getting comics but Hooked on Comics knows how to deliver comics to you via auction action brought to you by NSCLiveTV.com so you can find Hooked on Comics on Tuesdays and thir- or I'm sorry, Tuesdays and Saturdays on NSCLiveTV.com uh, and that's, uh, at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time. 6 on Tuesdays, 7 p.m. Saturdays. Once again, Eastern Time, and it's just, it's, it's a spectacular auction. You can also catch them on their, uh, Facebook group, as well as the Cheers to Comics Facebook group. I urge you to join that. And, uh, yeah, you know, I'm going to be, uh, sharing out all of that great auction action. You can find me in the, uh, find me in the chats, too, because you'll, you'll see me, you'll see me. So, um, yeah, yeah, check it out. To fucking hooked on comics, man. Uh, I know that you guys are itching for comics. I'm itching for comics so goddamn bad. I've been all up in these auctions. I've been all up in am Hooked on comics is the way to go. Now, mm, let's talk. Second coming. Once again, Mark Russell, Richard Pace, and Leonard Kirk. This first chapter is called "The Closing Doors." so the story starts out essentially with uh... in the beginning there was nothing and uh... yeah by that that means god was lonely and he didn't have any friends (laughs) so he makes adam and eve you see where this is going uh... yeah no so essentially it's uh... you know god creating the 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 world and bloody bloody blah and then we go through the major events of him creating the world, and we realize there's a whole lot of shit to be misinterpreted. Mm-hmm. We all knew that, though, right? So, God makes Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve fucks up, because, you know, the story. And, uh, well, yeah, he casts them out, and, you know, the sentence is, uh... The, their sentence is to be parents. hmm <laughs> They're sentenced to parenthood. So they're out boning, and now we've got an entire world uh, descended from... Uh, Adam and Eve, and God's not, so, you know, God's not stoked on Adam and Eve, so essentially he got fucked up, and yeah, I said it, got fucked up, and he, uh, he's got a bunch of assholes now, because Adam and Eve are assholes, you know, apple doesn't fall far from the tree, bloody 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 blah So, um, and so now he's got this whole planet of friends, I guess, right? But he also wants to be feared and worshipped. And the problem with that is is you can't be feared and worshiped by your friends, right? That's not a very healthy relationship. So, we wipes everybody out. And uh yeah. <laughs> um uh so cuz I mean they're they're killing and they're enslaving instead of creating and building like, you know, God intended. So, it's just uh, everybody's using the the means that God has given them for the wrong um uses. And yeah, these, these are the reasons why God's not super stoked. So then he sends down Moses and he gives the Ten Commandments, and all that does is lead to a lack of mercy. People are more excited for the punishment of breaking the rules than they are abiding the rules. So once again, more violence and blah, blah, blah. blah. And then we get Jesus. <sighs> God's up on Earth and he's just pissed. He's pissed. He's, he's like, what the fuck? What the fuck, man? Like, every, everything I do, I give up. I give up. I'm just gonna blow this motherfucker up. And then Jesus is up there, and Jesus, at this point in time, I mean, he looks like his, uh, you know, 33 year old self. And Jesus says, "Put me in there, Dad. I want to go down and I could save the world. Just put me in there." So Jesus is born. And then, uh, so yeah, from here, you know, we get we don't go through the whole Mary and Joseph type of bullshit. It's just, you know, Jesus is a little kid. We go down to earth and Jesus is a kid, and he's got himself a little friend named Shimon, or Shimon. I don't know. Uh, but sh- I will go with Shimon. Uh, so yeah, Jesus is a carpenter, and Shimon wants to be a carpenter. So the two of them grow up, and Jesus trains Shimon to be a badass carpenter. Jesus turns 30 and he gives the carpentry business over to Shimon and says, Take it, you've done well. I got some shit to do. Wander some deserts and whatnot. Um, well, uh, flash forward three years later and Jesus is back in heaven and God is scolding him saying, What the fuck, kid? You only lasted 33 years because we know Jesus died at 33, bloody blah, blah. And, um, yeah, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then he goes back down. He's like, "Oh no, I gotta go back down. You know, resurrection, blah blah blah, mm, fucking Easter." Well, uh, God says, "Nope, nope, pulls him back up." That's what you know. Jesus doesn't walk among us still, uh, or so they say. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, because uh, God's just a disgrace. He says, "No, you're not going down there. You fucking failed us once, kid. You're not going down there again. You're the son of God, and you let some feather helmeted motherfuckers put you on a wooden beam. You're silly. Nope, not having it." So now, we're in our time. We flash forward years and years and years later, like 2,000 years later, and we've got ourselves a superhero situation. There's some robbers and whatnot and uh, some robot robbers at that. The robots are attacking a bank, and we have our hero by the name of Sunstar. Sunstar is essentially, well, he's got Superman powers. And uh, uh, God is looking down from above, and he is enamored with this heroism. Heroism. And, uh, yeah, fucking, uh he's, uh, he's intrigued. He's very, very intrigued. So, uh, yeah, we're gonna go down, we're gonna follow Sunstar for a minute, and, uh, we actually, more more specifically, Sunstar's wife, Sheila. Well, we got a reporter over at Sunstar's home interviewing Sheila, saying, you know, fucking, uh, essentially, she's waiting for an interview with Sunstar, but Sunstar's not there. Uh, he's actually out trying to find a missing plane... Yeah, plane went missing. Well, he does show up, but he's not in the greatest of moods. He's a little depressed because he never found the plane. And where there's a missing plane, that probably means there's a bunch of dead motherfuckers. And, um, yeah, well, uh, we cut back up to, to heaven. We cut back up to God, and, uh, he's getting informed hey, we, you know, it's new soul orientation day, God. You know, you got your little thing to do. And, uh,. <laughs> So the new souls are coming in, and one of these new souls is from this plane. And um, so we realize that, yes, uh, Sunstar does have reason to be depressed. A missing plane, in this case, does in fact mean a plane full of a bunch of dead people. So we we got one guy on this plane specifically. He's being interviewed by God. And uh, God says, well, what'd you go up there for? Or, well, well, how'd, you, how'd you get here? And he says, ah, oh, plane crash." God says, "Okay, I'm going over your file here." Says, "Uh, so it looks like you like to play pranks on people. You, you know, you fucking, you done a couple of pretty shitty things. You know, you cursed. Uh. Yeah." He goes, "It seems like there's a mistake around here." And God turns to his angels and says, "What the hell, guys? Come on, another one. Got to. These guys can't get through the cracks like this." And he turns over to the other guy and he goes, "I'm sorry, I sentenced you to the lake of fire. There was a mess up Story about that, uh, and the guys like, Oh, no, 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 this can't be real. No, 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 I wasn't. Oh, come on, and God says, ah, I'm just joking with you. There's no real lake of fire. I'm just hmm, messing with you, but it's not nice to be pranked. No, is it? Did you learn your little lesson? And uh, yeah, <laughs> so uh, yeah, guys entered into heaven, and blah, blah, blah. Well, uh, God, God's still intrigued by the Sunstar fellow, you know. Uh, they, they throw in the little heaven orientation thing as a little comic The whole book's fucking funny, to be honest. Even the whole Adam and Eve thing. You see Adam playing with his dick in the background and shit. Like, flopping it out and everything. Ooh, what's this? I don't mean, like, playing, playing with it. But, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> uh, yeah, so God, he, he decides to visit Sunstar at, at, in the middle of the night. Um And uh, he kind of wakes him up And he's like look dude I need you to uh, Maybe look after my son you feel like maybe uh, raising a kid huh?" huh? So you kind of think that You know God is going to Maybe birth another Jesus out of uh, Sheila Sunstar's wife and then raise him And um, So he's talking him up And like hey no this fucking is going to be great And blah 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 And he gets Sunstar to agree For whatever reason and then he steps over to the side, and there's 33-year-old Jesus grinning. <laughs> so he's got a, uh, a grown-ass man to really take under his ring. It turns out that, you know, fucking God, he just wants him to be a superhero like Sunstar. He wants to be great like Sunstar. He wants to be able to whoop that ass without any problem. So, uh, yeah, God leaves him, and it's up to Sunstar and Jesus, the adventures of Jesus and Sunstar. Uh, so, first mission, some uh, some counterfeiters we got these gangsters counterfeiting some monster ball cards now monster ball is essentially just Pokemon knockoff so these guys are counterfeiting these cards and you know, sunstar he's in the background with Jesus and says let me show you the ropes kid So he goes through and uh, he whoops the guy's asses and bloody bloody blah but as they're done with the thing, you know, Sunstar's like, you see how I did that? As you take notes? He realizes Jesus is healing the motherfuckers. And, uh, uh, the Sunstar says, no, no, that's not how it works. We don't beat their asses just to heal them. You know, I gotta teach them a lesson. And Jesus goes into story time. Now, this is where the book gets a little deep. Um, and you really realize the genius of this book. It's not complete satire. So, Jesus starts telling the story of his friend Shimon and how he gave him the the carpentry business and all of that. Well, uh, Shimon went off to be super successful as a carpenter. So successful, in fact, that he got the eye, the attention of uh, the Romans. And they took his amazing table making skills and simplified it, and they realized that he could make crosses really, really, really fast. See where this irony is going? Well, Shimon, ironically, uh, constructs the cross that his best friend, Jesus, was enslaved on. Not enslaved on. Crucified on. And it it, it tears him up. You know, Jesus, you know, he hugs him and forgives him and says, you know, fucking, you you did what you had to do. I get it. So then, uh, so the point of all this is Jesus is saying... Um, you know, look, you think that I just died on the cross to die on the cross. It's not about dying on the cross. The world isn't saved by violence and bribery and power. It's saved by bravery and honesty. I died on the cross. Like, the thing that we shouldn't take about out of my crucifixion isn't the fact that I was nailed to some wood. It was why I was nailed to some wood. Why I let myself be nailed to wood. And that was, I wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't, uh, uh, you know... Go away from my convictions. And, you know, it's, uh, unfortunately, my, my little friend did, and it got me hung. Now, yes, I forgive him, but that's the point. Um, you know, if he would have, uh, stood up for himself, then, you know, he wouldn't have had to feel that guilt. And I don't know, at least that's what I took out of that. But he is quoted and actually saying, the world isn't saved by violence, bribery, and power, it's saved by bravery and honesty. And that's how the first chapter ends. So it's gonna end on some deep shit and uh, i as soon as i read the first issue i was i, I was stunned i'm not a religious person i used to be i used to be very religious so i know all of this stuff and uh, yeah so with this the, the i i i love a good reinterpretation of the bible i do i've you know i've looked over many different interpretations and this one, you know, this this like so many of them. This one makes a lot of sense. So this, I, I think this book is genius. I think Mark Russell is genius, and Richard Pace and Leonard Kirk do an amazing job uh, with the art in this. The art is very uh, uh, kind of it's, it's fast and scratchy, but at the same time, I mean, it's it's very clean as well. If that makes any sense at all, it's hard to explain. See, that's the thing. This is, this is trade negotiations. I talk about comic books, so. Part of it is you have to see the comic book to enjoy it. So go fucking see for yourself. Take my word for it. The art suits this story very well. It's not what I expected by any means. Uh, it, it, it's really not, but it's it's still it's fucking great. So that's uh, that's chapter one. That's the closing doors. Once again, I'm fucking blown away by by re- what I read. So I had to go on and just say fuck it. I'm gonna do the next five issues. So let's uh, let's keep going. Let's do issue number two right now. Chapter two. Alright, chapter two, Life of the Party. So, this chapter so much more deep than the first one. As if the first chapter wasn't deep enough. So, what's going on here is uh, Sunstar, he's up in a heroes counseling meeting. So, you see a bunch of... It's like an AA, but for heroes, I guess. Um, and it's revealed that the robots from the first issue that were involved in the robbery that, you know, Sunstar just beat the fuck out of. Well those were actually people dressed up as robots so he essentially beheaded real life people and now he's dealing with that in Heroes counseling. Uh so yeah he he pops up out of there and you know he, uh, he's carrying on along his way so he realizes there's some some human side to him. He leaves a meeting he's walking along with Jesus and you know, uh, he tells Jesus, why don't you just hop on my back, man? We can go a lot faster. And Jesus says, for one, kind of got a thing with heights. Uh, that's a whole thing. I'll explain that some other time. Two, you know, I kind of just want to take in the sights. Sunsarsis says, well, why well, aren't you just observing from heaven? And he says, no, God was so just upset with my failure on earth that he just really just banned me from seeing anything going down here. So this is all just brand new shit to me. I don't know. Uh, Jesus doesn't say shit though. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, they just kind of, you know, cut away from that and they pop in the house and, uh, well, he, he gets, he gets a call. He gets a call. A sunstar gets a call from his, uh, his, his wife. And uh, she, apparently, you know, she's got some meeting with security. She's been doing this, uh, this, this case on. She's a uh, journalist. Uh, you know, classic Lois Lane, Superman type of. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, she's been going after these oyster pirates, I guess. And it's not—they're not, they're not uh, um, oysters that are pirates. They're—they're <laughs> they're pirates that go after oysters of sorts. I don't know. But there's one oyster pirate in particular that's real peeved at her journalism work. But, you know, she's been harassed, and she's got a meeting with security to kind of make sure that she's okay. Sunstar's like, well, let me take care of this motherfucker. And she's like, no, 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 I got this. Just let us take care of it. Don't, whatever you do, do not get involved. It's not that big of a deal. So, yeah, whatever, click, they hang up. They get to their little pad. Uh, He and Sunstar and Jesus, and there's somebody waiting for them. It's God. And God's there, and, you know, hey, you know, a little fucking camp reunion (laughs) Uh, with Jesus and God, and you get a hug and everything, and God pulls Sunstar into the other room, and he says, You want to know something? Uh, I expect more from you, Sunstar. You've got God-like powers, and, you know, and fucking Jesus is over here healing the guys that you're, you're ass whooping. What's up with that? You hungry? He says, yeah, 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 I could eat. And he says, all right, let's go. So he goes to heaven, <laughs> to the heaven food court, the the food court of dead restaurants. So it's a bunch of franchises, food franchises, that are no longer a thing, um, none of which I can recall off the top of my head. All the more reason for you to read this issue on your own and mm, enjoy all the comedy. So, uh, <laughs> uh yeah, fucking God and... Sunstar is sitting at a table, and he's ex- and God's explaining. Look, man, there's going to be casualties. You know the fucking uh, the, the, the the floods and whatnot. And this is going to happen. So don't be afraid to you know fucking throw a little extra oomph into it if you have to. And uh, you know it's uh, uh, it's kind of an odd conversation, but you know after reading it, it all kind of makes sense. Ah, uh, but uh, yeah, he pretty much says casualties are going to be normal. Uh, so he comes back to Earth and Jesus is walking along and he tells, he kind of tells the story of why, he uh, gets into the story about temptation and while he was in the desert and how the devil was uh, tempting him. Now, throughout all of this, this relates to his fear of heights. I'll tell you how. Because as the devil's tempting him, you know, he tempts him with food, you know, even though he's starving in the desert. And the whole point is to, you know, give in to his faith that he's actually God's son. Well, at one point in time, Jesus even says, dude, I almost gave in uh, to a a pretty, you know, logical request. He says, you know, throw yourself, the devil suggested, if I threw myself off a building in front of people, and I truly was God's son, angels would come down from heaven and not let me hit the ground. Uh, so, and he almost wanted to do it, but, you know, he realized, I don't have to do this. I have the faith that I, I don't need to prove this to you, devil. And, uh, yeah, well, uh, <laughs> because of this, uh, he's standing on the ledge, there's a fair height, and blah, blah, blah. Well, <laughs> uh, it. it, it, it Sunstar decides, you know, while being told the story, that he's going to go against his wife's wishes and track down information of this oyster pirate that's been harassing her. So he, Sunstar goes to his work and he talks to a security guard and, you know, through uh, not necessarily force, but threat of force very subtly with the security guard. He gets some information, and he gets an address, and he goes to this person's address, and uh, he doesn't really give him a whole lot of time to talk. He just goes in there, and he just starts like, look, motherfucker, you messing with my wife. Bloody, bloody, bloody threatens him, and the guy's like, okay, whatever you say. Got it. My bad. Holy shit. That's, uh, that's, that's scary, you know, big God alien person, motherfucker, and Jesus, come into your house. It sounds like the beginning of a joke, but no, it's scary in real life, apparently. Uh, Real life comic books, that is. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, you know, he leaves, but, of course, his wife, you know, he finds out his wife's harassed again, and now Sunstar returns, and he just lays off fucking uh, whooping on some motherfuckers. I don't know if it's his house. You don't necessarily see... Uh, physical violence against the guy, but you presume that's it's fucking over. It's fucking over. So you know, Sunstar, he's he's carrying on. And fucking hey, hey, wife, how are you? Any, uh, you know, harassing lately? She's like, oh yeah, fucking. As a matter of fact, yeah. He's like, well, what do you mean? And then he realizes, you know, he looks in the paper and uh, he sees the, the, maybe the person that he he fucked with isn't the person exactly. And then he realizes that the address is mixed up, the the get the, the address the the security guard gave him, the numbers were mixed up. And, uh, yeah, so at this point, Sunstar is just devastated. So he goes back to return to kind of say sorry, I guess, or apologize. But the guy's gone, and uh, Sunstar is just fucking wrecked. He feels terrible. And, uh, yeah, and Jesus explains that he, to Sunstar, that, you know, maybe, uh, and this is kind of just what I take out of it, it's not necessarily verbatim. He doesn't come right out and say, God isn't always right. But throughout his own words, what I gather is, "Mm, God doesn't always have the answers, man. It's not, mm, I think you're, Mm, yeah, maybe you shouldn't have done what you did. You know, the whole there will be casualties bullshit. And that's why, I think that's why God was telling him there will be casualties. You should go down. You should fuck this motherfucking oyster pirate. up that oyster pirate and motherfucker. So, yeah, man, that's, uh... It gets deep, you know? Like I said, it starts out with the fact that you know, he fucking killed a real-life human, possibly humans, and the, the air-quote, robot robbery. You know, why the fuck were robots robbing a bank? They don't need money, they're robots. You know, I mean, you kind of should have thought about that, huh? Uh, you know, I mean, it's, uh... It, it's... Uh, you, uh, there's so much to be interpreted from this I love this that's the beautiful thing about uh the, the fact that you could interpret religion in so many different ways and gather whatever you want who's to say what's right or wrong and this book is just proving that yeah fucking uh uh n- none of us were there you know so mm, who knows who knows maybe this is another version of the fucking Bible <laughs> in some way shape or form I don't know uh So, here we go. Yeah, that's fucking uh, number two in the books. Let's check out chapter number three, You Can't Go Home Again. So, you can't go home again. Uh, Jesus and Sunstar, they're bowling. You know, just bowling like a couple of dudes. And uh, so now they're just kind of scrolling through the news, and they're looking for weird crimes. Because the weirder the crime, the more likely there is a supervillain behind the thing. So, yeah, that's, that's the idea. So they, they find that this teenager's gone missing, and uh, the, the, the really the weirdest crime they could find is a, a missing persons thing, but it's a missing teenager. And Sunstar says, look, this idiot probably mailed the ransom note uh, from his house. So I'll find that information in 2.67 seconds. Boom. We'll be there. And he's there. And, uh, yeah, so he gets there, and it's fucking teenager. Well, teenager Jimmy Walton, but he goes by the Ransomer. And, uh, you know, fucking Jesus, before Sunstar can start pulverizing the teenager, says, look, man, maybe there's an alternative here to violence. He says, yeah, no, I wasn't going to beat the shit out of him. I was going to turn him over to the cops. And Jesus says, well, maybe there's a better alternative to turning a poor kid over to the cops. Yeah, he fucked up. This is bullshit. But maybe we can go the opposite direction with this. Instead of, you know, punishing him, maybe just put him in the right direction. Maybe put him through college. So, boom. Transfer to college. He's at a community college, and he gets, you know, a tracker on him, because, you know, he's still a little prick and ransoms some teenager. I'm getting off really easy. But, you know, the sun starts going with Jesus' suggestion here. Uh, maybe do the opposite of, you know, violence and torture and putting a kid through the system and all of that bullshit. Maybe there's a chance with this kid. And, you know, when they get there, he's you know, shaking his little teenager piss boots too, so... Uh, yeah, he's not all that intimidating, let's put it that way. So, uh, yeah, and place the tracker on him, carry on, we'll be checking in with you all little bastard. So Sunstar, you know, and Jesus, they're walking along, and then, boom, Sunstar's little pager goes off and he, or pager, his cell phone goes off. What the fuck is pager? Uh, and he realizes that his granny's missing from the retirement home. Sunstar says, "Jesus, look, dude. I know you don't like flying and all, but I got to go. You could figure out your way home, right?" Pew. Well, Jesus doesn't really know how to get home. He's just on his own now. Sunstar he takes off. Uh, he he thinks he knows where Granny may be. And uh, well, I'll be damned if she isn't in his hometown of Littleton and, uh, yeah, well, when they find her, yeah, they find her in her old house. It's been a long time since they've been back, you know, it's not, I'm sure it's home, but, it's not necessarily a super, it has a whole lot of positive memories, not necessarily negative memories, either, it's just a blah kind of place, from what it sounds like. Well, their old home has turned into a, uh, it's like, Danny's dongs or something, dons, dongs, something like that, I don't know, it's uh, a, it's a dildo shop, it's what it is, (laughs) and uh, yeah, yeah, that's what's going on, they find granny in the old dildo shop, and takes her back to the retirement home, but while all this is going on, Jesus is just stumbling around, you know, he sees a play, fucking Jesus Superstar, and he says, oh yeah, shit, or Jesus Christ Superstar, I believe is what it's called, and he uh, says, yeah, no, this might be a good place to tell everybody that I'm back. I always said that I would come back. I know, kind of a you know, whole fucking thing. You know, I was supposed to come back, and I didn't. God, it was kind of pissed. I get it, yeah, no, but I'm going to tell everybody in just a minute. First, I got some other shit to do. And uh, he goes into like, some St. Mary's bar or something like that. he says, hey, this seems like a promising place to, you know, just check in. St. Mary's. Well, it's a gay bar. Jesus is in a gay bar, and sitting at this gay bar so happens to be Satan himself. And Satan and Jesus don't necessarily have the best relationship, as one would imagine. But Satan says, look, dude, I'm not here to, to, to mess with you. Um, and, and Jesus says, no, 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 I'm out, dude, fuck it. And he goes, well, one of us told you is a matter of the end of the world. And Jesus tells Satan, Well, pff, you're probably going to fuck it up. He doesn't say it like that, but he says, Yeah, you're probably going to screw it up. You're, you're like you always do. He says, No, 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 it's not me that wants to end the world. Uh, your dad is the guy, you know, God. And this gets Jesus' attention, obviously. And, you know, he sits down and realizes, Okay, here's the deal. God is so upset with, you know, the whole, you messed it up the first time around. And now that he's down here, word on the streets is, if you fail this time, then he's just gonna destroy Earth altogether. Uh, so mm, dire situations, bro. And uh, yeah, well, at this point, Jesus is very and he's, he's he's intrigued by this. He's intrigued, uh, but you know he's not completely convinced because we all know that there's been some temptation attempted before. Uh, and, you know, he essentially says, look, dude, uh, you're not down here to convince God of anything, uh, you're, it's, it's them, and by them, he realizes, you look outside, and you see there's a bunch of protesters outside the gay bar, he says, those are the ones that need to be convinced, so, yeah, man, it's up to you how you want to handle this, but you just gotta, yeah, <laughs> and don't fail, don't fail, this is, this is fucked. So, yeah, Jesus goes outside, and he's got these protesters, and they're yelling at him, and blah, 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 and, you know, what you're doing in a gay bar, and, uh, essentially, it comes out with Jesus saying, look, dude, um, I, I well, actually, it's more, <laughs> like, the guy's quoting Peter in the Bible, and Jesus is telling him, I don't know this Peter, he's like, well, it's right here, and he's like, no, 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 yeah, Paul and all those guys, those are real. I don't know who Peter is. Uh, that the, the guy never existed So, yeah. And the guy's like who the fuck are you? The protester, you know, the evangelist Mr. Christian gets all violent and you know, who the fuck are you, man to say? And Jesus says, "Well, I'm, I'm Jesus. I told you I'd come back. I'm Jesus." And this sparks the, the 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 crowd, the protesters to just be appalled that one would claim to be Jesus, and they just kick the shit out of him like the good Christians they are. And driving by is the cops. They see this, and they say, Oh, look, this hobo's getting the shit kicked out of him. Because, let's face it, Jesus looks like a hobo. And uh, this lands him in a uh, an institution of sorts. Well, at this point, Earth's starting to seem a little bit more familiar to Jesus on account of he's in a cell and has no freedom. And, yeah, yeah, you know, and you remember the whole enslaved thing that he was going through? Kind of similar, right? Well, uh, whew. Uh, no, but nobody believes Jesus, and this is an issue. Well, the the, the other issue on the other side of this, because keep in mind our, our our heroes are split up, Sunstar, he's dealing with the fact that the, the old folks' home that Granny escaped from, they, they say, Look, she's borderline, man. It's, she might have to go to one of them uh, glass-top facilities. And Granny spouts off and says, No way am I going there. That's where they, they send you to die. Not a fucking chance, man. And you know this this has this has Sunstar torn because he's thinking, you know, the fuck, this place isn't gonna take her, and she's not gonna go anywhere else. What the fuck do I do? You know, and Granny doesn't want to live with them because she considers him to be useless outside of punching things. And then it realizes it. it, it re, yeah, Sunstar realizes that Jesus is right. All of these superhuman uh, superpowers are completely useless outside of the realm of, you know, brute force. When it comes to solving things, he doesn't necessarily have any abilities. You know, it doesn't... Uh, it, 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 something as simple as, shit, you know, Granny's borderline demented, but at the same time, not all the way there enough to, to make her go, and too much... To or too much to handle for any other retirement home. So what the fuck? And this is real shit. I I like this man. I like this. And I like this chapter was brilliant. Man. I like how the devil's stepping in and really warning Jesus. Like maybe God, dude, God ain't so good. And even Jesus said to himself, maybe God's not right all the time. And Jesus knows God ain't so stoked on him. So, whoo, man, this is a uh, this is deep stuff. This is heavy shit. Heavy shit, for sure. Through the, the, the first half of the first volume of this, I am I, I, I couldn't be more pleased. I could not be more pleased. So let's carry on. Let's check out this, the back end of this volume, man. All right, Chapter 4's Jailbreak. So Chapter 4 starts out with a bunch of heroes in one of them their hero meetings, and it's really them just kind of talking behind Sunstar's back. You know, we've got one hero, is it like Night Justice, and he's talking to something blade. Ah, oh, damn it, what's her name? The the something blade? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's the something blade. Uh, Lady Razor, that's what it is. Uh, she's, he's talking with Lady Razor. And, uh, you, know, they're, you know, it's uh, you know, they're the resenting Sunstar. You know, uh, he, he, he didn't really earn his right to be a hero. He just came down from another planet, and he's got all the powers and all these other superheroes. You know, they, they don't really have you know, super powers, per se, as much as, you know, they're just vigilantes. Um, You know, Night Justice, his superpowers, really, you know, Batman, uh, in in terms of he inherited $30 billion. Yeah, you know, it's uh, going back and forth, and right on cue, Sunstar walks in and says, hey guys, I need your help. (laughs) Now, this is important here, uh, because Sunstar, you uh, realize in the last issue, there's a little bit of humility. He's maybe super powerful, but he's still only one person. And that's his argument, to get these heroes to help. Um, uh, Was it a fucking, like I said, a Lady Razor and Night Justice? Uh, Robot, the the, the robot is out. He's, mm, no, no, he's an atheist, wants no part of it. (laughs) Uh, By the way, Robot is a uh, robo-robot. He's a robo-robot robot. robot. Uh, It's hard to say. Gotta love it, right? So yeah, he's out, but it's so it's just uh, Night Justice and Lady Razor, uh, reluctantly teaming up with Sunstar. Star. And what does he need help with? Jesus is missing. You know, they're like, who the fuck is that Jesus guy? Who's Jesus? I was like, oh, I thought that was Kenny Rogers. <laughs> you know, the guy that you brought with you to that meeting. Oh shit, I thought for sure that was Kenny Rogers. That was Jesus. Um, and you know, Lady Razor's like, well, he's probably in jail. You know, and what the fuck? You just left him, and he's wearing that robe, and he's not white. He's definitely in jail. So, <laughs> well, as we all know, Jeebus is in jail. So uh, he's he's got a cellmate by the name of Larry. Larry's in there for eating pine cones. Now, here's the deal. Here's the kicker. Larry, you know, there's nothing illegal about eating pine cones. Why don't you get locked up for eating pine cones? Well, see, the thing is, here is Larry's name is Larry Pinecone. Now, <laughs> seems as if he had eaten his family. And that's Jesus's cellmate. Well, this Larry guy—he turns out to be a real pal. Uh, but first, he's—he—he's he, he, he's confiding in Jesus. You know, he's, Jesus says, "Welcome." No one believes me, and Larry's like, "Well, who the fuck are you?" He says, "I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm Jesus. I'm like that Jesus." All right, all right, cool, cool. Uh, so tell me, Jesus—you know—does does God really want us to enjoy life? And Jesus says, "You know what? That's a great question." Um. On one hand, the last thing you experience before you die is the utmost amount of euphoria. So, yes, you are the happiest you'll ever be before you leave this this plane. On the other hand, the last thing you do is shit yourself. So, I don't know what the fuck God's motive is. I really don't know if God wants us to enjoy this shit or not. That's some deep stuff, man. Uh, so, yeah, you know, if I can uh, <laughs> uh, book... Cart walks by, and Jesus is handed a Bible, the New Testament. Well, from there, uh, we we go over, we transfer over to Germany real quick. And while in Germany, we see we see Satan sitting at a diner, meeting with this lady by the name of Linda. And uh, you know, Satan says, "Look, dude, God's about to destroy the fuck out of everything. Let's make a deal. Let's make a deal. I help little Jesus here. Uh, you know, he's he's been in jail for a week." He's been in jail for a week. You think God's not seething right now? You know, he, the last time Jesus wound up in jail, kind of got crucified, right? <laughs> uh, can't let that happen. Probably not going to crucify him, but we got to make sure he survives here. So he makes this deal and says, if I help Jesus, I want him back into heaven. Satan doesn't seem like all that bad of a guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, deal, right? So uh, we go back to jail. Go We go back to jail, and Jesus is in the chow line, and, uh, you know, he's he's talking with Larry. He's like, I don't understand what the fuck is going on in this New Testament. I don't know half these people. Most of the shit that they're quoting me on isn't what I said. It was completely uh, deciphered incorrectly. If you're going to write a book about me, at least get the shit right. And, you know, it's, uh... <laughs> I, I mean... Yeah, that's that's always been my contention. Like, who's to say that everything in the Bible is exact? That's just one person fucking Yeah, I'm not gonna get into all that, but Jesus is hitting it on the head here. Uh, But speaking of getting hit on the head, or about to get hit on the head at least, a Nazi shows up, because, you know, it's at the cafeteria in jail. There's a Nazi, and he starts to harass Jesus, and he says, Jesus, you one of them Mexicans? You, You come here illegally, son? You taking our jobs? And all that, you know, fucking ridiculous bullshit. And, uh, uh, yeah, fucking uh, Jesus is like, well, I haven't really had a job in a while. And, you know, I, didn't, I don't really know how I got here. I, don't, I wouldn't say I necessarily crossed any borders, but I just kind of showed up. And this pisses off our Nazi. And uh, not my Nazi, not our Nazi, the Nazi. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> the Nazi of the book. And he uh, he pulls out him a spork. Now, this, this, this is, uh, (laughs) Uh, Larry steps in front of the spork, man. Larry steps in front of Jesus. Now, this is, this is important, uh, I would imagine. You know, it's not, when was the last time somebody stepped in front of fucking Jesus? You know, and took one for the team there. Larry gets sporked. Sounds dirty, right? Uh, even especially while, you know, being in prison. <laughs> but, you know, before the the, the violence can ensue too much further than that, the guards show up and take away the Nazi. Um, so, you know, everyone's back in their cells. Nazi's reading the Bible in the cells, because, you know, he's a part of the Christian Brotherhood. Can somebody say irony any louder? <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, well, uh, Larry, he's... He's uh, he suggests Jesus maybe you because know, he's trying to tell people you know, fucking get people to believe you, perform some of them their miracles they talk about, and Jesus says that's a bad idea. As soon as I started performing miracles, people were more worried about me p- doing the magic trick, and, and on this petty shit than you know, the, the 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 you know believing that I am who I am. They took the wrong things from it all. And that's not gonna work. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do fucking magic tricks. Not gonna happen. So, while all this is going on in jail, the heroes are stuck in traffic on their way to to, get Jesus. And through their own ways, they eventually realize that, yes, he is in jail. Um, uh, Sunstar's wife figures it out. And yeah, so they get to jail, and now the heroes are planning a breakout. Sunstar says, all right, uh, you're Night Justice, you're going to set off the, the fire alarm by dropping a bunch of oily towels and setting them on fire, and then uh, uh, fucking Lady Razor or whatever the fuck your name is, you're going to cut the security systems, and they're just like, that's, what? No, we're not. We're not going to do any of that. And Sunstar's like, oh no, no it's gonna work out great. I mean we're gonna you know, it's gonna be fucking good. But before they could even really get to the plan, uh Jesus is just released. <laughs> uh Sunstar's wife goes up to the little thing and says, Oh no, I'll take him and then like, Oh no, okay, yeah, you no, you can have the homeless guy, it's cool. And he thinks he's magic. So, uh yeah, Jesus is just he's he's released. And uh <sighs> Oh man. <laughs> yeah. That's not how the book ends. The book ends, the book ends, with God showing up on Earth again, incognito, meeting in Germany with Satan. So, we're about to make a deal with the devil. I'm fucking Chapter Four, am I right? This is good stuff, man. Let's get on Chapter Five now. All right, Chapter Five: Sympathy for the Devil. Uh, starts out with a letter coming in the mail. Sheila's opening up a letter from the Turkria uh, dictator, Lazu Gorman. Now, Lazu has an offer, uh, an irrefusable offer. As we all know, Sunstar and Sheila are having a problem getting kids, having a problem adopting kids. You, know, you can't adopt a kid if you're not a citizen, you're an alien, blah, blah, blah. Well, this very, very powerful dictator, dictator Lazu, says, look, in Chekria, we have many very skilled orphans. <laughs> our orphans are the best orphans. Come here, have your pick. I admire you as a man of power. I'm a man of power. Let's power party. Have a kid. Uh, Sunstar's not all about this, but Sheila's like, yeah, that's a fucking good opportunity. So Sunstar entertains it. Ah. <laughs> uh, the first, first, we, we go to a meeting with God, and Lucifer, where that last chapter left off, and it's Lucifer really just pleading his case to God, saying, Hey, remember how we used to be buddies? And, you know, I used to say I was the best angel and all that other shit. And God was like, I never said that. I was like, Yeah, family. like, You aren't fucking family. You're fucking. You're, you're an employee. It's pretty harsh, to be honest. But, you know, when it's all said and done, you know, Lucifer gets God to, you know, kind of realize maybe that, you know, is kind of a fucking scapegoat the whole time for the human shortcomings. It wasn't him forcing people to do shit, you know, you can't blame uh Satan for uh, uh Abel killing what well, what was it? A- Cain. Uh or Cain killing Abel. Uh yeah, it's a uh, fucking it's all on their own free will. Uh so God eventually kind of realizes this and he's like, "Uh let me think about it. You're going to help my son maybe we could let you back into heaven." Uh <laughs> So, as Sunstar heads off to Chechria, Jesus goes on a little walk and goes to hang out with some of his new followers. You know, he's got some followers, he's got some believers. So as they sit around in their little hippie drum circle, uh, Jesus goes on to kind of explain, a lot of God's decisions were really kind of backwards and contradictory. You know, it's, it starts, out, you know, it really comes down to the fact of sex and violence. Like those are the two downfalls. We've got to fuck to make more, but we we got we got to kill to make sure there's not too many. And those turn out to be you know commandments. And then you know fucking if, if you killed, then you're sentenced to death by murder. So yeah, nothing makes sense. Not, 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 none of God's hey, uh, here's a answer to this. None of it makes sense. It all starts with one, the, the main problem of being, you know, fucking, we've got to fuck to make more, and fucking's awesome, and we can't have too many. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, a little contradictory, to say the least. So, uh, <laughs> L- Lazu, <yeah sighs> Sunstar gets to chekria and meets Lazu. Well, as he was going on to say, look man, I know exactly what it's like to be in your position having all this power being indestructible i've been I've been a king, a ruler of this nation since I was sixteen years old. I know all about this shit and as he's walking through saying this, um he's seeing in his palace that he's quite the collector of you know just animal heads and um really just anything that kind of makes sure that everybody knows that he's dictator and look at my dick and all of that other shit so Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's time to go pick out a kid, right? Let's go pick out a kid. Well, he steps into the kid picking room, cause, yeah, <laughs> and well, he's met by a bomb. Sunstar's met by a bomb, and he realizes this is a, uh, this is this is not what it was supposed to be at all. It was just it meant. It was a setup. It was a trap for Lazu to get Sunstar to be a part of his little fucking sick collection. And, uh, well, as we all know, that's not going to work out for Sunstar. A little bomb's not going to blow his ass up. So he immediately takes it out on the Lazoo and he just flies his ass to Greenland and says, <laughs> Here, bitch, here, take this. This is where you get to live now. Hope you got a warm fucking coat. So, Sunstar is dropping off uh, Lazu in Greenland. Jesus arrives back home and he's talking with Sheila. And then God shows up and says, Hey, let's talk. I got this say, like, Hey, kiddo. I got this crazy idea. Hey, you remember Satan, right? What if maybe, you know, we, we, we let him back in? You know, he says he's going to protect you. And Jesus is like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, that guy? And God says, well, aren't you all about forgiveness, Mr. Jesus? Mr. All Righteous? And Jesus says, yeah, forgiveness, not fucking stupidity, you idiot. This is Satan. This is Satan. He's only going to take from you what you've already given. I mean, he has nothing to offer. He already has nothing to offer. Anything he has is stuff that you've given him. So, uh, yeah, uh why? Why? Why why are you doing this? Why? He says, well, for you, son. I love you. And that melts Jesus' heart, because he says the, I don't think I ever heard you say those words before, Dad. So, yeah, I'm getting all buttered up. Getting all buttered up. So, when this is going on, up until this point, we're thinking, maybe Satan's not such a bad guy. Well, might be wrong. Might be wrong, because Satan... Is holding a little Legion of Doom meeting of his own, or uh, I guess uh, Last Supper type of situation. And we got all of these seemingly different types of rulers or other beings, just powerful folk. Even Lazio shows up with his fancy new coat. Apparently, the meeting's in Greenland. So, uh, yeah, well, Satan, he's hosting this, air quote, Last Supper, and says, uh, for, well, here's the problem. Here's the problem. We gotta kill the Sunstar motherfucker and his little Jesus friend. Boom. Issue over. Uh, (laughs) What? What? Why are we going to get... I thought... Satan, come on. Let me down, buddy. Let me down. Uh, I hope you're just lying to all the bad people. I don't know. We'll find out in issue six right now. Chapter six is entitled The Temptations. So, uh, back at Heroes Counseling. Sunstar is all up in this, and it looks like he's, you know, reporting good news. Uh, Good things have come about in his life. Uh, Positive news more than good news. Um, you know, some of that news being, um, well, he's engaged now, you know, he and Sheila got engaged. They've come to determine that maybe they're not meant to have kids and that's actually brought them closer. And Sunstar also has a lead on a new supervillain that uh, happens to be hoarding Solonite, his ultra weakness. (laughs) I love it. Solonite. So, um... But on the other hand, there is one thing that's kind of bothering him. His wife wants a two-week honeymoon. Now, who wouldn't be mad at a two-week honeymoon? Well, Sunstar, he, 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 he feels that, look, I save like 20 lives a day. Um, if I leave for two weeks, that's 280 potential people that are going to die. I am blame myself for that. So they'll say, okay, no, this is tough. It's tough. What are you going to do about that, Sunstar? Says, well, I had to, I had to settle. I had to settle for a hundred and forty. That's uh, that's some deep shit. <laughs> so yeah, we gotta take out Doctor Simeus. You know, we gotta take out this motherfucker that's hoarding this Solanite. Doctor Simeius happens to be that supervillain. So uh, on the wedding day, the day of his wedding, he uh, he Sunstar and goes to this little island and he fucks up Doctor Simeius. But uh <laughs> the ways of going about doing so, are, I don't. Know. Pretty pretty great. Uh, he's got these solenite cannons, man. This is his uh, his kryptonite, if you will. In so, uh, one little touch of it, one little mm, little scrape, and boom, he's as weak as a baby. So, uh, Sunstar, he's flying at the goddamn castle gates or whatever the fuck it is, uh, the, the base, and boom, solar ca- or solenite cannon right in the fucking kisser. And well, fuck, Doctor Simeus is partying, man. He's the guy that killed Sunstar, right? He's the guy at a fucking fruit tray party. He and his monkey buddies and all of that shit. Because, you know, he's a king of the primates or some shit. I don't know. I can't tell if he's half human. But he looks more monkey than anything. Anyway. Uh, he Yeah, man. Party time. But knock, knock, knock on the door. And boom. That's the real Sunstar. Because that thing that got hit. Yeah. That was just a decoy. A clone, if you will. Uh, so... Yeah, you know, Sunstar fucking takes out Dr. Simeon, no problem at this point, and boom. Off to go get married. Now, uh, uh, one thing I I think that we probably should mention, I don't know if it's... It's not necessarily of any importance throughout this issue, but we do have to recognize the fact that it's not a legal marriage. We, not a legal marriage because, you know, a human can't marry an alien here on uh, in the United States yet. One day. One day we're going to be able to male, uh, marry an alien race... <sighs> Come on. Come on, we got to pass that bill. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, man, um, getting married and what have you, and, you know, you know it all works out. No, the, the thing we have to realize is that, Sun well, Sunstar and Sheila are off on their one-week honeymoon, allowing 140 innocent lives to die. Uh, <laughs> Jesus gets the house to himself. So, Jesus... So, Jesus with his little veggie tray, because Sunstar does point out that it's very important that you have a veggie tray at these meetings, and I really just think it's a total nod to Mr. Miracle. I do. That's just, I don't know, that's just my my personal opinion. I don't know what other reason the veggie tray is so emphasized for on this book, but it is. It's a, they very much make sure that there's a veggie tray. Have I said veggie tray enough? All right. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, Jesus, he's hosting his, uh, his veggie tray and his disciples and... Um, while all that's going on, you see Satan in the background doing a little bit of organizing of his own with those little evildoers, and uh, yeah, yeah, all this while Sun Stars away. So uh, Jesus is explaining to his his disciples that. Um, maybe faith isn't exactly what we need. Faith is more like Stockholm Syndrome, and then it explains the story of Abraham, and you know, Abraham wasn't the most faithful Persian, and there it was the person that gave him the knife to, to, to kill his son, and that was his son. His son had more faith, obviously, because like I said, he, oh yeah, do it, kill me, and Abraham's not the one being killed. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, I mean he uses this as a metaphor to Explain, you know, faith is not necessarily the thing to do. Faith is what got some motherfuckers killed. Um, what we need is conviction. Conviction is the most important thing, you know. And when Jesus is explain, you know, kind of going about telling a story, there's a bunch of. Uh, your chicker, your motherfuckers in the background going, Hey, you know, you fucking talk about my God like that. Maybe you ain't Jesus. And, uh, yeah, crowd turns on Jesus. And this this not so good. It's not so good. This is kind of like a thing that happened, you know, around like 2,000 years ago. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, all this is going on. <laughs> Satan arrives to stop things. You know, because that's, that's what Satan does. He stops the crowd. And he says, look, this is the last temptation, motherfucker. Remember how, you know, all these... The, the, the proof that I've tried to get you to, to show? Well, here's your chance right now. Defend yourself. You know, if you defend yourself and you really believe that you're, the you know, the son of God and you want to prove to these people, then you'll fight me. And uh, you'll win. Because... God will help you, you know, and faith will guide you, blah, blah, blah. You'll beat me. And, uh, ye- yeah, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> this puts Jesus in quite the predicament. But thankfully, Sunstar arrives, and Sunstar shows up, and he busts through the wall in his undies, but he busts through the wall and in his not Morehouse. house but he had made a, a, a bit of an enemy with Lazu, and Lazu hits him with some of that solonite. Now, the thing is, is that... The the, the doctor, uh, Simeon, he was a part of this whole, you know, fucking takeover plan with uh, the devil. He was just kind of a, a, a casualty. The thing is, is that once he went down, they would have access to almost all of the solar in the world. And then, boom, it's going to make their job that much easier to take out Sunstar, who is really the only threat at them being able to take out Jesus, who, yeah, that is. Yeah, that's, Satan's all fucking jealous over. That's why this is all going on. Now, uh, I, I <laughs> was what's really shitty about all of this is that Satan had the opportunity. You know, and God was talking to Jesus, and it was like, hey, man, maybe we should let him up." And, but Satan didn't have that inclination when God left that meeting. He he felt very much like, "Oh, that's going to be a hard no. Going to have to, you know, just seek out revenge instead." So, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's kind of ironic in a way, you know. If you would have just fucking expressed your words properly, God wouldn't be in this situation. So, um, yeah, at, at this point, you know, Sun Star is fucking helpless. Uh, but <laughs> something extremely unexpected happens. And Jesus steps up with the same blade that uh i i honestly i forget what the fucking blade was used for but it was an important blade it was a blade that satan used at one point in time i think it was satan's blade anyway this blade gets stabbed all up in satan and <laughs> satan thanks him but he dies satan is done and all is all's done but this is the thing this is the thing. Turns out this whole time, the thing that Jesus was trying to prove that violence is not the answer, violence was the only thing that solved this one. It was the only way anything was going to work, because if Satan killed Jesus right then and there, then the whole world goes to, comes to an end. That's it. Because, you know, if Satan, if Jesus fails and the world blows up. Or at least that's the, uh, the inclination that Jesus is under. So, yeah, uh, he had no choice but to use violence to fucking, oof. This is some deep shit, man. This is deep shit. I can understand why a lot of people get all fussy about this. I'm not one of those people by any means. I'm all for, like I said in the beginning of this show, uh, a new fucking perspective on any, uh, yeah, this story, but any story for that matter. So, all saved, God and Jesus, they're chilling at a bowling alley. <laughs> just kind of reminiscent about, you know, fucking events and the failures and blah, blah, blah. And um, in the end, you know, fucking God thanks Sunstar and says, Look, partner, uh, I left you a little gifty poo and thanks for taking care of my boy. And this has been great. See you later. Um, Yeah, well, it turns out that little gifty poo that God left was choiled in the belly of Sheila. So Sheila's was pregnant. And that's how this sixth issue ends. So there's gotta be more, right? There's gonna be more. There's definitely gonna be more. Second coming. I, I love the first arc though. I love this first arc. I can <laughs> I can go through and reiterate all the things I had said throughout this podcast about what I liked about this, but I'm not gonna recap by repeating myself. I'm just not gonna do it. I loved every single issue of this arc, all six issues. And their own individual way. I think they were own they're all different and this is very world building. This is setting some shit up. I I can't wait for this second arc. I know there's gonna be one, I just know there is. So um yeah, man. This was uh this was second coming. This is this was fucking great. I uh I urge you to go pick this book up and trade. I really do. I know that mm, it's uh And you may think, well, you just told me the whole story. That's not necessarily true. I told you about 65% of the story, and that's not including the percentage that's visual, because I told you 0% of the visuals, because you can't do that on a podcast. Uh, So, yeah, no, I I do. I urge you to uh, experience this book for yourself, whether you're religious or not. Um, I, myself, am not necessarily a religious person, like I stated earlier, but I used to be, so I do, I mean, I, I was... I'm so fucking drawn to this book, and it's not because you know I'm like, "fuck God" or anything like that. I just like a new take on something. I, I really do. I do, and you know they didn't uh, turn Satan into a hero. They 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 didn't. Got my hopes up. I thought it would have been you know a nice little twist, but no, it, it all worked out the way it probably should have in the end. Um... I, I, I don't know what else to say about this book without repeating myself. So once again, go pick up Second Coming, man. This is fucking great. Uh, after you go pick up Second Coming, get on your interwebs and join the Slurred Army by hopping on Patreon, man. Patreon.com/slash Cheers to Comics for as little as a dollar. I'm gonna send you out some book or books, some stickers, and you're gonna get exclusive access to um, uh, ad-free. Shows, forgot the word there for a second, and <laughs> and uh, a lot of these creator interviews and bonus episodes and stuff are going to go up early before the rest of the public gets their chance at it, so yeah man, check it out, check it out, patreon.com slash cheers to comics, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate my patrons, I, I, I can't express it, I really can't. You spending your hard earned money on this show means the absolute world to me. Um, Also, leave five-star reviews, man. Five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Uh, I'll I'll get to them, read them all in bulk, pick out some of my favorites, and uh, yeah, man. (laughs) Fucking have the chance to have your name spoken about on this here podcast. So, uh, yes, I hope you've enjoyed this show. Pick up this book while still in quarantine before shops are flowing again and new books are popping out. Um, I urge you all to continue to stay safe, as I would imagine you are at this point, and, uh, read responsibly. Cheers, fuckers. Ah, uh, you're listening to Cheers to Comics Podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm Monty Michael Moore, and this is the Cheers to Comics podcast with Brian Wayne. Good day. I'm Ken. And I'm Steve, and we're the hosts of the Nerd Cantina Show where Nerd Culture and Society intersect. Whether you come for entertainment news or some space and science talk, we are here to keep you informed on weekly nerd topics and discuss how they affect us as a society. As well as having in depth interviews in our Cantina conversation and Fight Me Fridays. Just like any Cantina, we want you to join in on the conversation. From our blog at thenerdcantina.com our voicemail line, or our closed Facebook group at the nerdcantina.com forward slash community, where we really get to interact with our fans. So pull up a stool and get involved in our community.